In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim a gospel worthy. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The Lord said to the Pharisees, Alas for you, Pharisees, you who pay your tithe of mint and drool, and all sorts of garden herbs, and overlook justice and the love of God. These you should have practiced without leaving the others undone. Alas for you, Pharisees, who like taking the seats of honor in the synagogues and are being greeted obsequiously in the market squares. Alas for you, because you are like the unmarked tombs that men walk on without knowing it. A lawyer then spoke up. Master, he said, when you speak like this, you insult us too. Alas for your lawyers also, he replied, because you load on men burdens that are unendurable, burdens that you yourself do not move a finger to lift. The Gospel of the Lord. Defenders of truth will have a share in the reward of those who stand on the side of truth, but defenders of error will share in the same fate as those who push lies. Our Lord continues to rail against the Pharisees, and it would have ended here, except we have a devil's advocate in the person of a scribe, a lawyer who is a so-called expert of the law. He comes to the defense of the Pharisees, and instead is rewarded with his own set of condemnations. Like an Old Testament prophet, our Lord now pronounces a series of curses or warnings of impending judgment, three directed against the Pharisees and three against the scribes. Some would speculate that he would have stopped with the Pharisees if a scribe had not opened his big mouth in defense of the Pharisees. The first word denounces the Pharisees for focusing on slight matters such as paying tithes on each type of herb but neglect wavy matters such as justice and love of God. The tithing prescribed in Deuteronomy chapter 14 was the offering to God of a tenth of the produce of the soil as a recognition that all fruit and fulfillment comes from God, who is the Lord of all the earth. To insist that it must include a tithe of the tiniest garden herbs used for flavoring was really too finicky. The same could be said of our generation. Some of us can be so outraged by minor infractions of our neighbor but seem to tolerate the most grievous of sins without expressing any opposition. In the second woe, our Lord warns them about taking pride in status by seeking the seat of honor in synagogues and delighting in public greetings. Instead of pleasing God, every good or religious deed of ours becomes a performative act, hoping to elicit the approval and praises of others. Virtue signaling is a vice rather than a virtue. The third woe is full of irony. The Pharisee is so careful to avoid becoming richly contaminated are in reality the ones who contaminate others, like graves that render unclean those who touch them. Some of us end up leading others into sin by a despicable example. When one of the scribes, scholars of the law, take umbrage at our Lord's scathing words, 
feeling the sting himself, his remarks earned him and describes three more woes directed against them. We only get to hear the first today. The other two are read in tomorrow's reading. The first woe against the scribe chastises them for the heavy burdens they impose on people but do not lift a finger to help people fulfill the laws. They forget that those who teach in the name of God must also be ready to assist and accompany those whom they teach. We recognize, of course, that our Lord directs these warnings not only to the Pharisees and scribes, but to us as well. In a world where political correctness often dictates that truth should be sacrificed at the altar of people's feelings, statements like these appear to be mean and cruel. It was once universally accepted that we should get angry if anyone were to tell us a lie. But today, if you want to get someone angry, just tell them the truth. These hard teachings of our Lord directed at those who were already antagonistic to him were not meant to incest them further, but rather, like anywhere else in the gospel, an invitation to repentance. There can be no conversion if we keep telling people what they want to hear. There is hope for convention if we have the courage to tell people what they need to hear, even if this means risking losing their support and friendship. It is better to risk insulting someone by telling the truth, for the goal is not to massage his ego, but save his soul. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.